This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, say it loud and proud. Summer Friday. What do you say? I'm in New York City with B. Eddie Scazzeri, staring at the ocean across from his condo. The moon shining down on the water. His name is Albert Zeus Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. You would think I would have my home studio facing the ocean, but I, I'm facing a wall for whatever reason. Oh, I'm I would sure. have, actually, because you had a good light shining on your face when the yeah. sun comes up. Yeah, you would think, but uh, for some reason I'm uh, just staring at a, a white wall. Well, so, why don't you put a painting of the ocean up? Then at painting? least you can feel like you're looking at it. Or, or what about this? A mirror so then I can see through the reflection out the window. Or what you love most in life, yourself. Myself, right. I would be able to see myself, which would be um, something special to see. Now, Jerry, you did mention today is Friday. And, uh, you know, summer feels yesterday, summer feels today. Sure were. Someone's going to someone today that's waking up right now. Their alarm's going off at 5 a.m. And they're going to walk into the boss's office and say, I ain't working here no more. Nobody wants to work in the summer, Jerry. No. Who does? That's why everybody takes their vacation in the summer. No, this is a good time to quit. Like, if you're thinking of quitting your job, it's March, March Madness. That's still happening, right? Coronavirus didn't take that away? Uh, it's still happening, yes. still happening. So you've got that. You've got the summer to look forward to. And then when September comes, you'd be like full-on panic mode and yeah. you have to go get yourself another job. I think you're about a month away from your premise. From take this job and shove it? Yeah, I think you really want to do it early May. Because you think anyone has walked into a boss's office since the 19, let's say, 1980s and yes, said, take I do. this job and shove yes, it? Like that phrase oh, itself. Oh, absolutely, I do. Take this job and shove it. I bet you someone has sung it to them. I Yeah. I wonder so, if yes. someone's ever walked into the boss's office with a guitar and the boss is like, what is this person coming in with a guitar? And he goes, take this job and shove There's it. a lot of wacky people out there. I'm going to say yes to that, too. I ain't working here. You've no clearly more. thought about this. Yeah, is this I've what you're going to, when plan. we get our new program director, is that how you're going to quit? Yeah. No, that's how I'm going to show him who's boss. I miss Mark Chernoff. Take this job take and this, shove it, though, yeah. Stefo. Um, whatever my first meeting with the new boss is, I'm going to walk in with an electric guitar. I'm going to put my amp down. I'm going to go, take this job and shove it. You will do no such thing. I'm going to say my boss is Boomer and Geo. I don't listen to anyone else. I hear you with that. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. 
I'm going to then all of a sudden say, good day, sir, and just walk right and out And then you'll be back in the next morning. I'm feeling very proud you realize of realize you've got a mortgage to pay. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like, if you take this job and shove it now, uh, and you enjoy March Madness, you enjoy summer vacations, then all of a sudden the fall hits, and it's like, uh-oh. Uh oh, who's gonna pay this mortgage? That's right. Uh-oh. Well, I always tell you, there's always a job out there for you. Uh oh. Plus, you can start the coffee company, like you've talked about. Uh, yep. Good Your point, Jerry. Shop. Right. And if I, if if only I had the balls to walk into the boss's office, take this job. And also, Jerry, in the opposite way, someone's starting a new job today or Monday. This yes. is their last day where they go. Monday begins a new adventure. A Think new about me. this, Al. A reinvention of myself. Today could be the closing on a new home for someone. Yes. Which is a wonderful day. Today could be the, you know, the you put the final signatures on the divorce papers. Yes. It's a new life free. for people. Yes. Today could mean an acceptance letter to a college for oh, an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old. That's nice. There are so many positive things that can happen today. You never know. And someone could be quit. Oh, Someone could be spending their last day before retirement today. Oh, man. That's a take this job and shove it. Yeah, but you know what, though? Here's the thing about retirement. I agree. You can look forward to it all you want. It also means you're closer to the end, which is sad Closer to to death. Yeah, I mean, that that to me is just depressing. Somewhere, someone's dying right now. That's true. I hate to say that. that And more than one. Well, we had all these positives, but that's true, too. That is very true. Someone's a cat on the side of the road who was run over by a car. Right. Or a bug splattered on the windshield. That is true. Bug bug splattered on the windshield. I always wanted to retire younger, though, than the norm. Like, I don't want to retire at 70. No. I I actually always wanted to retire at 50. Yeah, that was your game plan. That's kind of closing in quick. I don't see that happening. You've got to step it up, Jerry. That was also before I had kids. Right. Now that's not possible. They'll just take all of your money, these kids. Like, you could retire. I could not retire. You could retire. No. Like, from a full-time job? Yes, you could. No, I couldn't. Oh, sure you could. I ain't working here no more. <laughs> take this You job could do semi-retirement. Shit. How about that? Uh, I'm semi-retired well, you now. you are now, actually. <laughs> I'm done at noon, and I just uh, walk noon, a dog. you're done at 10.45. By the beach. 10.45, fair point. What are you 10.45, about? and then there I walk a dog. There are people, Al, that are just still on their way into the office when you're done at 10.45. Yeah, Gina. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes she goes, good morning, and it's like 9 o'clock. I'm like, 9 o'clock? My day's over. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, And you know what? I'm the same way. When I get to 9 a.m., Everything's written. All the tapes yeah. been cut. It's like, wow, the day's done. The day's done because our day starts off early. Well, that's true. It starts at two thirty in the morning. Mm. Jerry, uh, the NBA local season got back underway yesterday. I'm fully aware that there were games the other night, but uh, the Knicks and Nets played last night. They did. The Knicks got their butts kicked. Yeah, it wasn't much of a game. We got our butts kicked by uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost by what? They lose by a lot one, uh, by thirty three points. Yes. Uh, the most points they've allowed this season, the Knicks. So not a good – so resting is not for them, I guess. Uh, well, I would say out of sync for sure. It also helps your cause when you're playing – or hurts your cause when you're playing one of the better teams in the conference. And Giannis Antetokounmpo. However you want to call him, mm-hmm. yes. And one of the best players in the league. So yeah. Julius Randle has been great. There are some – well, two people, Boomer and Geo, that think he's an MVP candidate, which he's not. MVP, um, He's been great, and there's nothing – you cannot take that away from him. He has been great. 
but he, they struggled last night. And so not a big deal. They weren't expected to win. To me, it means nothing. They're 19 and 19. Go win tomorrow in Oklahoma City. And, and back all over right. 500. Yeah, that's all. Like, you know, if you win the games you're supposed to win, all right, you lose what you're supposed to lose, and then you steal some, you're going to be a good team at the end of the day. And the Knicks still have a chance to be a very good team here. Or, or at least a good team. That's a very philosophical way to look at it. Win the games you're supposed to win. Steal a few. This You didn't steal one last night. But not a big deal. They weren't expected to win. The key is to not trip up over the bad teams. Right. If you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, you're going to have a good season. And the, and the Knicks really have done that this year, and I expect them to bounce back tomorrow. Right. Don't lose to the losers. Agre- exactly. Who do they play tomorrow? Do we know or do I have to Google that? Take this you, So I'm just curious. You really Fine don't listen team. to me at all, do you? Uh, the This program or the Boomer and Geo show? Uh, this program. Um. I don't think it was more than 45 seconds ago. I say yeah, they go to Oklahoma City right. tomorrow. And if the right win that one. Yeah. Go back above 500. You did mention that. Right on. Kyrie Irving, Jerry, he scored 40 last night. The Nets won, so that was a good thing. And then I heard, I was reading he embraced the Celtics afterwards. He's back home. Come coming home. And then he said afterwards... You know, I, I got to get the clip because he made a joke of it. Like, you know, what did he say? Well, just like, oh, shocking to you people, right? Mm. You know, meaning I have relationships with these guys, right? It's this isn't anything unusual. He has man relationships with guys who are on the Celtics. There's nothing wrong with that. I would say that's well said. He's got man yeah. relationships, yes, man relationships, just like you. You have three man relationships. I have three men that I have relationships with. Yep. Um, 40 points. That's pretty good for Kyrie, Jerry. That, I would you know say what that that's means? Out. They had a great fourth quarter. Going to be a lot of Kyrie talk today on the radio station. Mm. Kyrie this, Kyrie that, Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that, Russell Wilson this, Russell Wilson that. Russell Julius Wilson? Randall Why are we this. talking about Russell Wilson? I don't know. I feel like he's, he's not still, going anywhere. He's still in the mix. He might be in the mix. Got to have it. I would think more Deshaun Watson because yeah. David Culley spoke yesterday. What did he say? He's not going anywhere. He's Again? the quarterback. They're yeah. still playing this game? They're still playing this game. Now, Steve Summers all night has been talking about the fact that there's an opening. I guess he went on a podcast afterwards and I guess left the door open, but in the press conference, he did not. Yeah. In the press conferences, he's our quarter. He actually said he's our only quarterback. So, you know, we're committed to him. <laughs> if Deshaun Watson does not play for us, we will go into this season with no quarterback. Right. We're we just going to just... snap the ball to the running back on every yes. play. <laughs> occasionally, they'll, they'll figure out a way to throw the ball down the field. I suppose so, yes. <laughs> Uh, and the big story yesterday coming out of the garden was that uh, Patrick Ewing was uh, he felt not treated like the star How of the garden that he is, Jerry, because he was stopped by security and he said, "quote unquote." I'll play it for you. Accosted. I want to say one thing though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. <laughs> And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? <laughs> I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? Right. That's what I would say to security. Look at that number uh, 33. That's I'm, me. You know, it's funny. I'm conflicted on this one because part of me absolutely agrees with him. He's Patrick Ewing. You know, it's not like he's some nobody who just spent some time here as a Nick. And no disrespect, but... You know, he's not he's not Trent Tucker, who is a really good Nick, but his number's not in the rafters, and I don't know that you know him by face. Don't you know who I am? I'm Trent Tucker. He's Patrick Ewing. 
Now, on the other hand, I also understand that there are rules, and these guys that have these jobs have to abide by the rules, and I'm sure uh, my guess would be they're like, sir, we know who you are. you got to show the past that you're killing me. Right. So it's like I feel bad for the guy trying to do his job, but I also understand Patrick Ewing's point. Like if if Wayne Gretzky walked around the Edmonton Oilers facility, do you think he's got to walk around with a pass? Um, I don't know. I, it depends. You know, you, you also don't know how young these security guards are. Well, that's true, too. You're, you know, that's another good point. That's fair. Patrick Ewing was a star here in, what, the 90s? He was, but he's still a big figure. Long time ago. And his number is in the rafters. I don't know. Let me, all right, let me ask you this. How about Joe Namath hmm. walking around the Jets facility? Yeah. I'm well, just he, saying, I, I, there are certain, I agree, I totally agree, there are rules, you got to abide by the rules. But rules do get bent from time to time. Joe Willie, where's your pass? And I do think common sense can play into it. But I do understand the guy's doing his job, that's fine. Right. But he's Patrick Ewing. <laughs> I don't know, I thought... I thought it was goofy, but it is what it is. It reminded me of uh, when uh, on Boomer and Carton a couple of years ago, we had uh, Carl Malone and Charles Oakley in studio. Sure, and uh, they were and Carl Malone was talking about going to the Jazz games and that sort of thing. And uh, so someone had asked him if he had a press if he went on a press yes, pass and what he go with tickets. He just s- circled around his own face and said, "This is my pass." Yes, I just show up in Utah like and if I go she, wherever like, I want. All all jokes aside. Shaq shows up at Staples Center. Are they not letting him in? Oh, they're letting him in, Jerry. Of course they are. It was like if I walked into the uh, WFAN building and I didn't have my pass. Let well, me right up. You don't. That's you don't a little. That's face. a good little trick for you to not be able to come back another day. <laughs> oh, I forgot my pass. I guess I, I was here. Home. They wouldn't let me in. I had to go back home. Fire up the Comrex. <laughs> <laughs> You've thought of this already, haven't you? I've thought I've run a couple different scenarios through my <laughs> head on how to delay yet another day or so that's from tremendous. coming back to work. Yes, from that's coming back gone, to work. <laughs> that's gone through my mind. So uh, Patrick Ewing's uh, he'll be a little more careful now with his press passes when he goes to the Garden because they don't know who he is. I don't even know his numbers hanging from the rafters. Maybe I'm not. I'm not so sure of that. I don't know. We'll see. I do. I, it's funny because when we were walking into, and this is a completely you know different scenario because it's a different city and it's not like you know Patrick Ewing and the Knicks. I totally get it, but it goes to the point. I remember we got off the bus when I was with Rutgers in Washington D.C. for the Big Ten tournament, and you know whatever they say on the bus, make sure you got your pass with you before you walk in. And I remember saying to my partner Joe. Like, could you imagine if, you know, Steve Peichel doesn't have, he's the head coach. What are they going to say to him? I'm like, well, you know what? If Patrick Ewing ain't walking around without a pass, I guess no one is. Right. If Patrick Ewing can't roam through Madison Square Garden, that'd be like if uh, Hulk Hogan or the Iron Sheik went through the garden and they were stopped because they had legendary matches there, Jerry. Is Iron Sheik, he's on the level of Hulk Hogan? Tehran, Iran. Uh, No, he's not on the level of Hulk Hogan. Okay. I I get the whole Hulk Hogan Hogan thing, but... Hulk Hogan is the only Hulk Hogan and maybe Ric Flair is on the level of Hulk Hogan. Okay, fair enough. And Andre the Giant, if he was still around, he's the past though. But you know, Andre probably wouldn't have had a problem because they know that he is seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds from no, Grenoble, he, France. Well, whether he's from Grenoble, France or not, he should just have the problem if Patrick Ewing has the problem. Sir, where is your pass? I'm Andre the Giant. Oh, really? If you're Andre the Giant, prove it. Give well, me your measurements. 
Seven foot four, <laughs> five hundred and twenty-five pounds you're such from a Grenoble, France. <laughs> Go through the door, sir. Quick break. Just getting started. A lot more to do here on the warm-up show, and then Boomer and Geo on a summer Friday on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Ah, Lita Ford, what do you say? Friday morning. Come on. This seems like a a hairband type of song. Oh, she was a hairband, Jerry, all by herself. It's like one of those things where, like, the the, the 80s rock has a certain sound. Yeah. All the metal nerds loved Lita Ford. The metal nerds, yeah, like metal nerds who were you really a metal just nerd a, when you had hair. Um, no, I was into metal, but I wasn't like a full-on metal nerd. More Black Sabbath, uh, yeah, like Ozzy. Like I loved Ozzy Osbourne. Well, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All right, but but Lita Ford was a beautiful woman, Jerry, and she was in all these sexy videos. And she's still the, around touring at all. Uh, she is still around touring. I believe so. Back uh, when we're allowed to tour, Lita Ford is still out there rocking and rolling, Jerry. Rocking and rolling. She is now 62. Wow. <laughs> Would you still well. make out with her? That's <laughs> a jackass. Come on, pretty baby. I'm not sure. Kiss I don't know. I'm not sure. That's a I bet good you question. People, I bet you there's people listening right now who haven't heard Kiss Me Deadly in 20 years. Probably. But you're good for that. You and Eddie, when you guys play the the music rejoins, you guys yeah. are good for the uh, the oldies that no one's heard of in a long time. Yeah, I love just scrolling through music and going, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that in forever. Let's put that on the list. I heard Otis Redding, Dock of a Bay today. Oh, that's a classic. In. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. Like, man, I haven't uh, heard this in a while. What would you hear that on? I actually heard it on my Spotify. Oh, so which you is, but that again, that up. Like I've always told you. So I have that on my Spotify. It's like the first time it's come up. Yeah, well, and you have a lot of songs on there. Yeah, but... I hit shuffle and other ones repeat nonstop. How is yeah. that one? I, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. There's, it's on there for a reason. That's a nice, calm, cool summer yes. song sitting on the dock. Like not a care in the world. Yeah, I agree. You know Just which one? Listen. You know which song? You know we always talk about lyrics. Do you know the song? Yeah, oh God, Cherish by. Is it the Association? Does that sound right? What a Possibly. sad song. Yeah, it's a sad one. Like if I said to you, you know, you know the song, right? I, you, yes. You, 100% you do. Yes, I do. Like, you wouldn't think, at least I would not have thought, that it's one of those, like, songs that makes you think. Mm-hmm. But listening to the lyrics the other day, I hadn't heard the song in a long time. Like, it's sad. Like, the poor guy doesn't get the girl at the end of the day. Is that right? Is that what happens? Yes. that's exa- It's basically how much he's into her, and time goes by, and he realizes it's never going to happen. Ooh. That sort of sucks. No happy be- ending there. I believe it was the great Elton John and Bernie Taupin who said, sad songs say so much. That, who's Bernie Taupin? I don't know. He that. wrote all the lyrics for those Elton John songs. Wait a second. Elton John didn't write his own music? He wrote all the music. He did not write any of the lyrics. Well, that's what I meant. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? Well, they collaborated. I can't say that he wrote zero lyrics, right? I'm pretty sure he wrote zero lyrics. No kidding. Yeah. 
Well, you know what? If he's doing the music, I mean, it's a good team right there. I just never heard that name before. Or maybe I did in the Stern interview, actually. Bernie Taupin, yeah. Yeah, maybe the, I did. Now that you saying it. Biography movie, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I even wa- yeah, I watched that biography movie. They would just, uh, Bernie Taupin would just send him lyrics, and then Elton John would uh, write piano pieces to it. Hmm. You and I should work. What like about that. Billy Joel? I would write lyrics for you, and you perform them. Billy Joel did it all. He wrote the lyrics and the and the uh, music. Singer, songwriter, everything. Same with Bruce Springsteen. Lyrics. Yeah, but but the problem with Bruce's lyrics, as I told you, was they're all fake now, and that bothers me. I thought all the lyrics are about his childhood and driving the cars, and it's all not true, as he told us right. in his uh, d- that Broadway thing. Yeah. Why well, don't uh, tell us that? Right. He said he didn't even le- learn to drive till he was like over. I know the driving age. That was ter- wrote- I, that bothered me. Yeah, I know it did bother you. I remember you bringing this up once before. Like it really ruined it for you. It did. I mean, it's, it's music still fine, but it took something away from it. He's playing a character like Mr. Imus plays yeah. characters on the radio. <laughs> Big vomit. <laughs> Big vomit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toolbag Trevor Bauer uh, was pitching with uh, his one eye closed again yesterday. One eyed Willie uh, and. <laughs> Drilled a batter. Yes. Well, that's what happens. You've got what two eyes. Use both of them, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> He's too smart for his own good. I can't wait to see him pitch this year. I did like uh, Darren from the Seven Line, noted large Met fan base, uh, the leader of the Met fan base, uh, wrote, we dodged a bullet with this guy. I agree. I said that back when he signed. Yeah. He would have been a pain in the ass. And I don't <laughs> think he would have been great. And he would have been getting paid more than Jacob DeGrom, who goes out and throws three perfect innings yesterday, throwing 102, and he strikes out seven guys. Yeah, because that it, makes sense. It was great. Watching the video, like, you see Trevor Bauer on the mound. They got a tight shot on him, too, and he's closing one eye, and then he drills a guy right in the shoulder. Like, this guy really thinks he's Cy Young. He sure does. But he's not. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it is amazing the opinion people have of themselves. Like, they think they're better than they are, that they're more important than they are. Yes. I'll use what? <laughs> what? How dare I promise you. you that was not a setup. <laughs> I was. As soon as I heard you say it, I was like, this Eddie, if he's still in that room, I'm going to get smacked with an Al Hughes drop. And but there Trevor, it was. <laughs> but you and Trevor Bauer, I guess, have something in common. I suppose. I would try to pitch a one eye open. My bad. I hit you. I had only one eye open. <laughs> now, did you have both eyes open when you hit the wounded warrior playing softball? Yeah, unfortunately, I had both eyes open, and I just mentally, I had like a Steve Sachs. Uh, scaredy uh, shake. Yeah. It happens. I overthought it. I overthought my slow pitch softball to the wounded warriors, and I uh, continually hit them in uh, prosthetic legs. I always thought a good title for like a sports company. Yeah. Never think, react. That's a good night. That's a good name. That would look good on a T-shirt. That would, yes. And Never it's true think, too. react. Like you need to know what you're doing. You need to know, you know, like this whole. And we've talked about this before. That notion of okay, Johnny, know what you're going to do if the ball gets hit to yeah. you is such a load of crap. It, to a point, yes. But at the end of the day, if you don't know what you're doing, and that's practice, of course, that gets you to know what you're doing. You got to be able to react to the situation on the field because everything is not just well. If it's hit to me, I'm throwing to first base. All right, well, nobody on sure, but when people are on base, everything changes, and it's the same thing in basketball. You got to know what you're doing. Got to be able to react quickly. Right, that's the thing. Like when you play outfield, the ball is hit in the air. Like you have way too much time to think about. That's true. Am I going to drop this? Am I going to drop this? Am I going to? Is that why you were a bad outfielder? Uh, in little league, I was a very good outfielder. Oh, you but were. Now, now I'm. 
now I can't do it. That's why now I have to play third base. I have half a second to react. I was the balls say, in my what's face. the beauty of third base? It is a reaction. reactionary position. We'll get you a reaction on the other side. Are you Larry King all of a sudden? <laughs> Susan Waldman, Jerry. Uh, what does she do now? Well, she says of the Texas Rangers opening day uh, idea to fill the stadium to capacity, stupid. Well, we'll find out two weeks after it, I guess. <laughs> she says stupid, and she's glad she won't be there. Well, she won't be there, although she's been vaccinated, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yes, I'm almost certain her and John Sterling have had their vaccination oh. shot. I think both shots. Is that I, be- right? I believe so. But I understand her point. I was surprised full capacity, too. If you would have told me they were going, you know, more than everyone else at 60 or 70 percent, but they were still going to leave some room and spacing. Uh, to me, that would have made more sense. Um, but like I said, we will find out two or three weeks after opening day, because here's the thing about the Rangers. And I know people want to get out. At the end of the day, they're still the Texas Rangers. And I don't think they've got huge expectations this year. Opening day will be crowded. Game two, it'll be three quarters empty. Right. So, yeah, people do we'll love see. to go to opening day. Yeah, they do. I like game two. I like to be able to pull up and park and have some room, <laughs> not have right. any lines at the uh, at the Urinals. concession stand. Then you get in your car, you go home. Game three is awesome. <laughs> right. It's that game one where you really get yeah. a cool feeling. I've been to a couple. We used to go to the Mets opening day. I went a couple times with Craig, and it was really cool there. And but the good thing is, you go with Craig, you leave early you leave anyway. In the fourth inning, yeah, you leave fourth inning, so right. you, you don't you don't hit the crowd anyway. I saw him yesterday. He came into the studio, and I said, "Hey, man, how's it going? You having fun?" He goes with a straight face. He goes, "Well, I'm not in prison, jackass. So yes, <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> better than what?" And then he looked at me again with a straight face. He goes. You do realize prison sucks, right? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, of course I do. I said, I thought we were beyond that conversation at this point. Uh, I just meant, how's it going with Evan? Right. So That's whatever. all you were looking for. Just to, that was it was it. really rhetorical. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Yeah. Good. Move on. Yeah, but with him, I did mean it. Like, I it wasn't right. really rhetorical. I was just wondering if he's having... I haven't really spoken to him about the show at all. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to him, it's usually about Lucky or Sunny and, you know, what's going on in their world. And that's it. So I just figured it was a good time to see how he thought things were going. Nice. And he gave me a very honest answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got the answer you were looking for. All right, 5.33, half past five. More stories on the other side. And then Boomer and Geo will kick off a fun Friday here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. Oh, yeah, rocking it on a Friday. Knicks got blasted last night. The Nets won. St. John's lost to Seton Hall. Rutgers won. Islanders win again. Rangers stink. They lost. What else you got, Al? Uh, Jerry, the Ken doll, who is uh, Barbie's companion, turned uh, 60 years old yesterday. Cool. Smooth in the front. Anatomically incorrect Ken doll. <laughs> I did some Googling of the Ken doll. I didn't know if he and Barbie ever married. Really they... busy yesterday, huh? <laughs> I can, you just said <laughs> on, on New York radio, Yeah, I Googled the Ken doll yesterday. 
<laughs> You're a 51-year-old man with no kids. <laughs> and every sportscaster from the last 50 years popped up on the, on the screen. <laughs> a lot of uh, news people do look like Ken dolls, yes. But the Ken doll, Jerry, turned 61. Uh, he is uh, two years younger than Barbie. Well, I'm sure Barbie came out first. Barbie came out uh, two years earlier. The Ken doll, they were never married, although they were companions. They did break up, it turns out, at one point and got back together a couple years later on Valentine's Day. Barbie and Ken were very good in Toy Story. Um, yes, who I was reading was voiced by Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom. Oh, is that, I didn't realize that. Okay. Oh, yeah. In 1993, Earring Magic Kendall was released, and it was um, a very popular in the gay community at the time. And became a collector's item. So if you uh, own an Earring Magic who Ken... Needs NFTs? Exactly. You could, I don't know about you, Jerry. You're probably busy collecting you know, sports cards. I have Earring Magic Ken still in the box, brand new. It's worth big bucks. You left that in the attic in Colonia. Big bu- if, that, if I left that in the attic in Colonia, I'm going to be ticked. And you'd be breaking into that attic. <laughs> I'll be knocking on the door. Hi, can I get my Ken doll out of your... I did have a Ken doll when I was a kid. I had a, a Ken doll with a bathing suit on, and uh, I used to put him in the bathtub. So and, and take his bathing suit off. <laughs> hey, two I did not. Long, man. I did not strip down my Ken doll. You you had a Ken doll, huh? And you Ken took, doll. You took off the bathing suit. Says, oh, looks just like me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. and GI Joes. You had Ken doll. Ah, oh, listen, I had Star Wars figures and manly NFL figures as well. But, but you I, yes, took I, a bath with the Ken doll. I did take a bath with the Ken doll. That is, and I recall it. I actually, because my Ken doll would talk. You're if, scarred from it. My Ken doll would talk if you pulled the string on the back, but once you submerged him in water, no good anymore. Well, there's a joke there. Um, who would you say? Eddie mm-hmm. had a joke about the uh, sportscasters, mm-hmm. I, and I know who you're going to say. The 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 sportscaster that's more like Ken than anyone that you've seen. Um, who's the dude? Evan uh, Washburn. Yeah, I Evan Washburn. He is a Ken doll. <laughs> I feel like you said that to me when we passed by him in Atlanta when he was doing the stand up. Yeah, because he looks he looks perfect. His hair looks like it's a Ken doll hair, like it looks plastic. Yes, he does. And I hate to say it, Burkhart turning into a little. Oh, he's getting into a Ken doll. I yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Anyone with the thick hair like that, like Kevin Burkhardt has really nice thick hair. He does have good hair. Always has. Like a thick-headed Ken doll. And he's like, and he's like <laughs> Evan Washburn. He looks like he was made for television. Yeah. You know, here, face for radio. And I'm right. good with that. Me too. I don't need to be a Ken doll. Are we on TV? Come up at 6 o'clock? <laughs> at 6 o'clock we're on television, <laughs> yeah. We are Ken dolls then. Uh, let's see. What do I have here? I, I saw a video of Bill Belichick Cabbage getting... Patch Kids, where are we going next? <laughs> you have those two? Happy birthday to the Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick had his head shaved with uh, clippers. It didn't go down to the baldness, but he had his hair cut using clippers only for Boston Children's Hospital. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it was so weird to see Bill Belichick being like friendly and stuff. Like He walked into the the barber where he's going to get his haircut they were videotaping him and like he this was all set up to be videotaped and he said yeah, today I'm, I'm having my head shaved with clippers for boston children's hospital watching and it then now. the guy looked so nervous shaving bill belichick's head and then uh, bill belichick joked um you know if you see gray hairs that's from third and long 
There you go. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm watching it. First of all, his hair is very thin already. Very thin, which he referenced. He referenced he has very thin hair. I got to tell you, he looks like Rich Eisen with the hair cut down. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't yes. he? He has a Rich Eisen haircut. He does. He's got a Rich Eisen type of head, I would yeah. say. That's you know, a good call. I, I've had similar experiences with Belichick that G was talking about. As weird as he's been with the press conferences, as strange as he is, when he used to call in for Joe, the friendliest guy you'd ever wanted. I'm honestly, he could not have been nicer. Like one on one. Yeah. He's nice. Like in really, front of uh, the media, he's annoyed. I would say I probably had three or four interactions with him. Every one of them better than the last. Yeah. So, Hello, Mr. Belichick. It's, it's when you get to him. It's how you get to him. And what, what do you talk? It's kind of like we've always discussed. If you ask Bill Belichick to talk about his former players or football from the 70s or the 80s or rules, he is totally engaged. You ask Bill Belichick about his current team or a game coming up, he gives you nothing. Right. So, I, you know, I, I misunderstood maybe, but that is the persona he puts out there. But he really does seem like a good guy. So let's give a big good for you for Mr. Bill Belichick hey, for getting his for head you. shaved to, with clippers for Boston's children. What how much hospital. money he raises? He's hey, Bill Belichick, you. you know? Yes. I would think a lot. I would hope a lot. I would hope so, too. Former NFL quarterback John Kitna, he played for a 1,000 teams, including your Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Yes, he did. Uh, also spent some time with the Cincinnati Bengals, where he claims. Yes, and he claims that when he was with the Bengals, there was a wide receiver who often was drunk during games. I don't know if I believe that. Drunk during games? He said one time this guy had a 200-yard game. Drunk. You buy that? I do, because I think if somebody uh, is an alcoholic, they can function uh, well, that's while now being that you're drunk. Adding a, now you're adding a wrinkle to it. Yeah, so I think if you're drunk during a game, you, I think you've got a bad situation. Yes, I thought someone just showed up drunk from partying or something. Well, or he whatever. said. Well, he said the guy was drunk and or, the guy uh, was drunk. The guy was drunk, and uh, he had a two hundred yard game. He goes, but but this was kind of the norm for this guy, is what he said. Really? Yeah. Darnay Scott. The guy was drunk. I'm not even sure who John Kitna threw to in Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, 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 no names were revealed. Right, a two hundred yard game though. Right it's now, hard Darn- for a no-name guy to have a 200. It happens, but that's rare. Right now, Darnay Scott's going, who the hell is this Jerry Recco? <laughs> Just mentioned me as the guy. I don't even know if Darnay Scott was on the field with John no. Kitten. He's <laughs> yeah, from who Boomer's knows? era, isn't he? Right, I believe so, yes. That's Well, all right. I, I hope he got help. That's all I'll say. If that me is too. true, and I agree with the wrinkle that you just put into it, I hope he got some help. Yes. That's all I will say. The guy was drunk. Exactly. Our idiot kicker got all liquored up. That was Mike Vanderjack, right? Yeah. And who was the one that said it? Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Those it, was like at the all, it was like the all-pro, um, when he, pro bowl, where he was, I guess, asked about it. Our idiot kicker. <laughs> that was on the sideline. Got all drunk. And liquored up. I, did, I do remember that now. And I see, Jerry, that Juju Smith-Schuster is saying he's not going to be back in Pittsburgh. Well, hold on a second. I wonder where he he's going. He didn't say anything. Are there you sure? A, I read headlines, a Jerry. Media poll. I saw headlines that basically said, "Is he going to be back?" Or I wouldn't bet. Yeah. whatever it was, and so uh, somehow they noticed that he actually voted on it, and he <laughs> voted that the odds are he won't be back. He did not come out and hold Wait a press a conference say, "I'm leaving Pittsburgh." <laughs> he voted on a Twitter poll. Do you read he... anything? <laughs> 
Yes, Jerry, headlines. They're called headlines. Did you put that on the show sheet? I did. I hope the guys do their homework and they don't I come out. I hope they don't. Oh, my goodness. This is what it says. This is what the headline says, Jerry. This is what I wrote on the show sheet. Juju Smith-Schuster makes it clear he won't be back in Pittsburgh. So I see you copied Woo! and pasted that from NBC Sports' <laughs> headline. Do not give up my sources, Jerry. Well, I just see it. You Google did, Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster, there's the headline. Yeah, so grabbed it right off the there. actual Stole story. All in right. an Instagram poll Thursday <laughs> by Caitlin O'Toole, she asked, will cool. Juju stay in Pittsburgh? All right. And Fair you enough. Can vote. A, that's a negative, or B, I hope so. Smith-Schuster was among the first five participants to vote. That's a negative. I I thought you couldn't see who voted. What? I thought so too, but I guess you can't. I don't under I don't know Instagram polls. You would oh know yeah, that I don't more know, than yeah, me. I don't know Instagram either. So there you go. That's the actual story. He did not talk no. to the assembled media on a video conference and say I'm leaving Pittsburgh. Seems pretty clear to me, Jerry. He's out well, of there. I wonder listen, where he'll land. That's not great if you're a Steelers fan, but right. it doesn't also mean he's gone just yet. Hmm. He's out of here. I would say it is definitely moving on. By the way, yeah. did you see in the um, did you see in the post by any chance? So we always talk on the podcasts about what do they call them? Porch pirates, porch pirates who steal people's packages, uh, Amazon packages, and things like that off of your porch. Yep. Did you see the one in the post where the girl runs up, steals the package, and she her top falls off? <laughs> not falls I did not off. see this. It one. fell down. Her top fell down. And then, yes, it was kind of like uh, Madonna in League of Their Own. Oops, my bosom pop out. And this was while she this was off while like a she ring, was stealing the package off of a ring. Her doorbell. boobs were out. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. These <laughs> ring doorbell cams, man. I love them. We have Blink, which I actually I love the Blink cam. Mm-hmm. And we had the um, the Google Nest one, which was the most incredible picture for, I think, for a um, a video door cam. Yeah. The problem was we went through two of them in seven months. Each one, when I got to the four-month mark or the three-month mark, whatever, completely crapped out. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, that's it. I got to move on. So I went to Blink, and Blink's awesome. It's actually really good. Again, going off-brand, not Ring Doorbell. It's Amazon. Blink. For Jesus God, it's Amazon. Oh, Amazon. How I is have that an Amazon. Brand? No, I didn't know. I was not aware. If you would have said Amazon, I'm on board. I have an Amazon You guys make it seem like I shop at Acme. And I'm the, you know, the roadrunner. Come on. Acme. And I did start with the Google Nest camera, which I love, Mm. but it just unfortunately didn't work out. Didn't work out for you. Twice. I even spent the extra money and bought the second one. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen often. Mm. And then it happened three months later with the new one. Yeah. And it was annoying because I already had the, you know, the, 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 what is it called? The mount was already up. You just replace it real easy. It was no problem. And that crapped out too. Hmm. All right. Oh, well. Well, you got the... Blink 182 doorbell or whatever it is you are, and you can see all of the your uh, if there's any porch pirates coming to your town, Jerry, you're losing have their them tops on tape and losing their tops. Yeah, that has not happened yet. But we don't, you know what? We also don't have a lot of deliveries, so I don't know that there's a great opera. Although the total di- total gym did show up yesterday. Oh, that boomer cool. wasn't fooling around. I didn't know anything about it until yesterday morning, and then at nine thirty or ten o'clock in the morning, it was there. Boom! How about that? Yeah. Did you set yours up yet? uh, Well, I've got it all in. uh, I got it moved upstairs, uh, so I will have that set up today. That's a Friday. Have a beer. Set up the equipment. So you have not opened it yet. I've opened it all. It's all. uh, Yeah, I've got everything ready to be. Are there wrenches involved? No, No. there's not. Does not seem very difficult. There's a lot of pieces, but it's not. There's no nuts and bolts. It's a pretty. I would agree. It's a pretty well put together piece. It looks like a snap in situation where you snap some stuff in. Yeah, and they have the tension snaps. 
I'm gonna be by the time the summer comes here, Jerry. I'm gonna be ripped. I I'll hope probably. More. I'll probably get a part time job as a lifeguard. You did, uh, which is funny you say that. Yeah. So yesterday, I got to get the audio because I almost drove off the road. So as and then we'll take a break. As Craig and Evan are talking about the Patrick Ewing thing and discussing what a weird spot the security guard must have been in, Evan's like, I can sort of relate. I had a job like that once. And Craig's like, when? You've been doing radio since you're... He goes, I was a lifeguard when I was a teenager at a pool club. Right. He was supposed to watch kids... <laughs> stop kids from running. You ass. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Coming up on 6 o'clock, we'll wrap things up in a moment, get you to Boomer and Geo. Right now, Amy Lawrence examines David Culley's comments on Deshaun Watson. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, very big night last night in sports. You had the uh, Nets win. The Knicks got blown out. The Rangers lost. And uh, the Islanders won again. They beat the Devils. Rutgers won. And Seton Hall beat St. John's. UConn won. What else, Al? Jerry Duke is out of the NCAA tournament for the first time they in are. 24 years. Because yes, of are. the coronavirus beat them. Yeah. And they've shut down everything. So their yeah. season is over. Every time I hear about Duke, I think of uh, Coach K. No, Coach uh, Pete Gillen, who was uh, the coach at, uh, where was he at? Virginia at the time, and they lost to Duke in like uh, the late 90s. And he said, Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver reruns. (laughs) What? Pete Gillen was the guy I did at the, uh, the, uh, the charity basketball game. Remember that, that at St. Right? John's, and he was the he was the uh, he was the analyst. But was oh, he? Sorry, you he weren't was, at that game. I don't. He think. was the former basketball coach. Yeah, on CBS Sports oh, Network, we did that game. There was this clip Jim Rome used to play all the time about Duke, and it was it was Pete Gillen after losing to Duke. He was so annoyed, and he has that Boston accent. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's him. Certainly, Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave It to Beaver reruns. Okay, talking about how they're such a national team. No, I get it. I and they get all the good players. I don't know the club. They do get good players. Let me do it for you again, Jerry. He goes like this. (laughs) Certainly, Duke is Duke. (laughs) They're on TV more than Leave It to Beaver reruns. Have you practiced this? (laughs) Like every time, Jerry, for like since 1997, when I first heard this clip, any time I hear Duke, that's all I think of. You don't think about Mike Shashevsky. No, you think about. Pete Gillen and leave it to me. It's hard bowling hoops this weekend on the fan. 